welcome to In It to Learn, the Woodbridge School Communities podcast. Today we have with us another teacher guest sharing some important strategies for being efficient with your school studies. Our topic today is student survival skills. And we'd like to welcome our guest, Mrs. Schaller. Welcome, Mrs. Schaller. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. I love your podcast. Mrs. Schaller, we thought you would be a great choice to talk about this topic. Not only are you a teacher um, in our building, but you have children of your own that are kind of going through what everyone is going through. Um, So let's start by just getting to know you a little bit better. You know, you and I go years back because we used to teach together. We were on the same team together before I was a librarian and before you were a Signet teacher. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up and where you went to middle school. Well, I grew up in Fredericksburg, Virginia. We actually just went there last weekend because we wanted to take a walk down memory lane with my mom and dad. Um, and they, they took us to our old house in, I lived in Ferry Farms. I don't know if you all are familiar with that. That's where George Washington grew up. That's George Washington's childhood home. And that was my childhood home as well. So I always thought that was a cool uh, connection there to history. Uh, so yes, I went to Gale Middle School in Stafford County for grades five through eight, because we were the last grade uh, to begin middle school as a fifth grader. And then after that, fifth grade went down into the elementary level. But that just meant that I got to be in middle school uh, for an extra year, for four years. So I loved that experience. And I, I can remember a lot of my teachers from from middle school, uh, especially, you know, the, the ones in my, the, they didn't call them encore teachers. Uh, they were they were specialists. But we, every six weeks, we rotated through a different uh, encore teacher, and we learned uh, something new. One was a drama teacher. One was uh, home ec, which is now facts. Uh, of course, we had our music class. I was in the band, and I loved um, traveling with our band. We went to the Kennedy Center one one year and performed. The I thought that was a uh, you know pretty pretty big accomplishment there. We went on a field trip to the White House and and the Capitol. Um, I just remember so much about that that time because we. We had we made a lot of memories. And the instrument you played, Mrs. Schaller? I played the flute. You played the flute. And was Back band then, your favorite I class? Think, I don't think I play the flute anymore, but I did that point. <laughs> I still have it because my parents gave it to me recently, but I can't play like I, I used to. I, I've lost some of the diaphragm strength, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's my favorite class because it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but I, I love algebra. Um, I love Spanish too. My Spanish teacher was a lot of fun, but my algebra teacher was very sweet man. And he, um, he gave us all a ruler. I remember cause I still have it and I use it in my classroom. Uh, I hold it very near and dear. He ended up passing away with a, from a brain tumor, but I always remember him as, uh, making me feel like I could accomplish, um, you know, what, what I set my mind to. Cause that was a pretty challenging course. Uh, to take in middle school, but uh, he he really broke it down in a way that I could understand it and made me feel like I could be successful if I just applied myself. Ms. Schaller, do you remember when you decided you wanted to be a teacher? Oh, I wanted to be a teacher since second grade. And I do remember (laughs) the moment we had in second grade, we had a student teacher. Her name was Miss Olive. 
so young, beautiful, you know, right out of school and um, very enthusiastic about teaching. And uh, she assigned a weather unit for the class. And I remember that was the first time that I felt like I accomplished a project uh, all by myself. You know, before that, I think my mom would have given me a little bit more support, but I really felt ownership this particular project. We had to make a booklet. And, um, you know, and she also did, we had a luau. And of course, you know how much I love Hawaii and tropical weather and, uh, you know, that kind of culture. So I remember our, our second grade luau. And at that point, I said I wanted to be a second grade teacher from then on out. Um, I ended up out of, well, I, I did take a little detour because uh, I went to a military school for a year. And for a moment there, I thought I was going to be in the Navy. But my plan was always going to be to go back to education uh, as soon as I completed my commitment. Uh, but I, I decided to just go straight into education. So my, my, my direction went back, circled back around. Uh, I started out as a third grade teacher. So that's pretty close to second grade at Patty Elementary. And then, uh, you know, as you know, I was a sixth grade teacher with you on the Sunseekers team and the Pocahontas team. That's right. We're we about started ten years. Gender. Yeah, yeah. So as a science teacher, then, um, and then for the last six years or so, I've been the Sigma teacher with Bridge Middle. So I love my uh, educational career. It's it's flown by. I can't believe that this is year twenty one, and um, you know, in a matter of a decade, I'll be retired. Which seems crazy to me. It is crazy. <laughs> be the blink of an eye now. <laughs> well, congratulations on twenty one years. I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. And it sounds like you weren't. We want to talk to you about what makes, um, what skills and strategies a student can use to be successful. It sounds like you were a pretty successful student, so perfect well, person. Well, I love school. I was one of the few. And it's funny because in my household, my mother hated school. You oh. know, she's from Puerto Rico. She went to a Catholic private school in Puerto Rico where they, the nuns would, would hit the students on their hand with rulers. You know, that was just the time. <laughs> so she, she dreaded going into the building. She really didn't, didn't push me um, to, to get good grades or anything like that. It was, it was always kind of internalized. My dad was very successful, but he, you know, he was always at work and, and wasn't really the one in the, in the home doing the pushing either. So I guess it was just something inside me wanted to, to always do my best and, and, and get good grades. So for early on, I, I, you know, that's why I like school, um, and that's why I wanted others to have a, a positive experience too. Because I know that if you have these strategies, if you just follow certain strategies, then you can be successful too. Michelle, let's talk about the first strategy that you have for our our WMS students and community. I know there's lots of different things we encourage our students to do, and we've asked you to narrow it down to three. So we're going to start with the first one that you came up with. Uh, I think the first thing is to make sure you have a proper workspace. You know, if you're set up for success, then it, it, you will mo mo most likely uh, be able to be successful because, you know, if you're in an organized, neat setting, you know, I bought uh, used desks for both of my children um, prior to when COVID hit, not knowing that they would be utilizing them as much as they have. Uh, just because I remember sitting at my desk, learning my multiplication tables in, in the quiet space in my room, and I had a loud household. I had three siblings running around and I needed to go to my room and focus and concentrate to be successful. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that my children had the same setup. And then with my students, I asked them to take a picture of their workspace as well, because I know that if you're forced to show and share, you know, your workspace and you're going to think about all those details, you know, how do I keep my materials organized? Where, where am I going to place, you know, my, my laptop or, or desktop or whatever device? 
so that I can be as successful as possible. So I, quiet, organized workspace, key. And I also think it's important to have natural light. Um, I don't. I think if you're in a dark space, it, it could bring your mood down, your energy levels down. So I, I think having some natural light is also important. I, I love that you had your um, students had to send you a picture of their setup because it gets their parents involved too, and, and them yeah, thinking and about it as well. One another. Yeah, yeah. We all got a uh, little. You you see on Facebook. I, I I think if anyone's part of that that group, uh, you also get ideas from one another that way too. So I think sharing is key. Definitely. For sure. So what? All right, let's move on to number two. Uh, number two, I I'm. <laughs> to-do checklist person. I always like to have post-its on my desk so that I can mark off whenever I've accomplished a task. I feel really good about myself when I've done that because a lot of times some of the work that I have to do takes weeks and, uh, you know, I, I'm excited when something is, is finally finished. And I think that um, students would probably feel the same way. My daughter does. I know that. Um, we print out her checklist. She gets an email from her teacher every week to work on Monday. They call it uh, Homework Mondays. And um, so when we print that out, she can check off what she's done as well. And that helps her stay focused and just make sure that she completes all of her tasks. Uh, my son likes to look at the parent view or student view grades to make sure that he's accomplished everything. So that's something else that we, we always check to, to make sure there's no NHIs or work that needs to be redone. They do offer retakes at his school as well. So he takes advantage of that um, whenever, whenever it's necessary. And make sure that he's doing the best that he possibly can. Um, we also know that teachers can make errors because we've caught a couple, you know, um, they're, they're human. They make mistakes sometimes putting grades in or some, sometimes the transfer of work, submissions of work in Canvas uh, don't come out exactly the way that they were submitted. So we, we just have conversations with the teachers and make sure that the communication is always there so that we can stay on top of all of our work. All of that accountability. Yeah. Yeah. And your final, your final tip for us, for us and students. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I think having breaks is, is important because you need to make sure that you're like mentally prepared to uh, tackle certain projects. And, you know, if you haven't had time to have a good meal, you know, snack break, I eat snacks every couple hours, by the way, but if, you know, if, if you don't <laughs> have the energy, you are not going to be successful. So I also um, think movement is important. You know, I, I do Zumba uh, aerobics, yoga throughout the week. I think that it's, it's good for your, your mind and body to take those, those physical exercise breaks as well, go outside, get fresh air. Um, and, um, I also play music to help dur during certain breaks. Cause that, that helps get my m mindset in a, in a positive, you know, relaxed, um, mindset so that I can tackle challenging things or stay focused. I usually play music that doesn't have lyrics. Uh, I do that with my students in the classroom, too, when they're writing or uh, working on projects. So I think that, you know, sometimes you just need to let music take you away, fresh air take you away. And then when you come back to the screen, you're, you're, you feel so much more re, uh, rejuvenated and you can, you can tackle the, the material much better. I'm curious about your music. Do you use that? There's a YouTube channel for study music. Do you ever use that? Oh, yeah. Beats for Study. I love that. Beats for Study Radio. There you go. It's a satellite. Yeah, yeah. It's a satellite channel I like to hear. Well, Michelle, these have been great suggestions. Hopefully, um, if students were not doing them already, it's something um, they can start doing. Um, the checklist, make a checklist of all the things you could be doing. I know, Miss Van Kim, what do you do with your checklist? 
oh, with my checklist. Um, sometimes I complete a task that's not on my checklist, so I add it to it so I can check it off. <laughs> Because there, you know, there are so many things on the checklist that end on carrying on to the next day and the next day. Um, that right. you know, sometimes you got to finish, get something on there that yeah, you, yeah, you've you want to you see that you've made progress. Yes, um, absolutely. I yeah. think if you see that, you realize that, that you can make it to the end. Uh, you know, making sure that you're staying on schedule, you're keeping timelines, you're breaking up chunks of uh, work so that you're not doing everything at the last minute. I have to say, when I was in high school. I was really bad about waiting until the last minute and procrastinating. Um, it wasn't until college, and it, actually the Naval Academy forced me to learn this, by the way, because we had a curfew. We could not stay up past 11 without uh, approval from the company commander, which is, you know, several steps had to occur in order just to stay up past 11, which is not very typical of a college experience. Usually when you're, by the time you're in college, you can do and go as you please, but that, so that forced me to manage my time wisely and, and I, there were no more all-nighters like like I had been used to um, and I was so grateful that I learned that because you know that carried over in my work life as well um, you know breaking down projects so that I could complete you know several tasks that day or that week and then larger projects didn't seem as overwhelming so it sounds like you created habits for success there absolutely and Instead hopefully of my kids have have also uh, followed suit so we are going to take, with your um, suggestions, we always have space wherever we've hosted our podcast, and we have a blog spot that our podcast goes into, and we will also list out all the things you shared with us today. So thank you so Great. much for joining us. Well, thank thanks you, for Tyler. Having it was my pleasure. I, I love speaking with you. I miss you all, and I can't wait to see you in person again soon. We miss and it, too. you all stay well. You, too. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us for another episode of In It to Learn. We are so grateful that you have given us your time for this episode. And we hope you took away some good study skills or strategies that you can try in your home. Remember, we only record during the school year and on school days. So we have a small break coming up here and you can go back and re-listen to some of our other 10 episodes of In It to Learn in case you've missed any. And then we'll be back with you with a new episode soon. Have a great day.